You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode. And you know, it's been a heck of a lot of fun uh, this journey. And I just gotta give you know a special shout out to those that have really been listening to you know each episode each day. You know, I know it's a lot of content, and I know you know part of this for me is you know getting to the point, but also you know getting the rhythm. And I've got some feedback on this: the idea that you know each episode is giving people you know a, a taste of you know, what's possible, giving kind of a little bit of an uh, entry level conversation, um, but also bringing people in. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, hopefully um, nothing I'm saying is overwhelming. I try my best uh, to clarify and, uh, you know, translate uh, the geek speak to the best of my ability. And on this episode, we're going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about the secondary market, uh, specifically uh, OpenSea, but the the strategy really works on any of the uh, secondary markets. But you know, before uh, I jump into a uh, secondary market conversation, uh, you know, I want to give a, a special shout out. You know, I've been talking about you know, giving these uh, sh- shout outs to different projects um, for each podcast episode, and you know, there are some projects that you know I think are are doing things really well. There are some other projects that are, are of course, getting a lot uh, of publicity uh, as of recently, um, and then you know, there's other projects that I think are kind of sitting in that you know, kind of. Uh, no man's land, no woman's land. Um, but you know, I, I I've shared this before in the podcast. But you know, I originally got lucky in the raffle for uh, Mechaverse, and uh, for Mechaverse, you know, it was a project that was massively overhyped. Um, there were some things that, about the rollout and the art um, during the initial rollout um, that got a lot of. Uh, you know, I think for me, it was it was at the time where the market really needed to. Uh, you know, understand some of the nuances of blockchain, understanding, you know, the the required transparency, as I kind of shared on the last episode. But I just want to say, you know, I'm still holding on to my Mechaverse, but I, I, I've been very impressed with that community, um, with the founders kind of commitment um, to, you know, everything that they have going on. And I just think it's a, it's a really um, creative way They're you know, they're kind of, you know, I'd say, don't call it a comeback, uh, as LL Cool J would say, um, definitely something to check out. Uh, and then another project, I want to get just a quick highlight for um, it's not in our bag we haven't minted it or um, anything but um, I just think it's a really interesting uh, use case for NFTs and it's called Lynx DAO uh, and it's a Lynx DAO is creating a modern golf and leisure club a global community of thousands of enthusiasts have come together to create one of the world's greatest golf clubs and reimagine the country club uh, and you guys should check it out uh, it's the it's, I believe they're Lynx DAO deploy on Twitter Lynx DAO deploy on Twitter. Um, but I think they, you know, for what our, our thing, actually, I think it's links down at all, uh, just uh, links down on Twitter. But I think that, you know, the idea of what they're trying to um, kind of put into action as far as, you know, buying golf courses and, and pushing some um, limits, I think can really be um, a unique 
way to kind of push forward on uh, what, the, you know, the value of NFTs and really where NFTs are going to fit in. And even the combination of, uh, you know, let's just say NFTs and the DAO world itself. So I wanted to get into for this episode, you know, talk about a little bit about the secondary market. And you guys know with our project Mint 365, we're minting an NFT every single day. And what I mean by that is we're purchasing an NFT before it actually hits the secondary market. We are going to mean we are the first initial buyer of that NFT. Um, so it could be the NFT, you know, the project launched a month ago and they still haven't minted out, which means they still haven't reached their total collection. Or it could have minted out, or could have launched five minutes ago and we're jumping on it right when it's released. But that's where we've been focusing on the Mint 365 project on. But I will tell you, you know, on top of that, for the last month and a half, I've really been zoning in on this uh, secondary market and the secondary market can be, you know, it's a wide range of, of, of things. And I'm a, I'm gonna share more strategies on the secondary market, um, over the next couple of weeks. But the one I'm specifically going to share right now is really kind of one of those things for us to be aware of, um, the way a project works. And so, you know, there are some projects when they mint, when you buy them on the website, right? You mint an NFT, you mint one of the originals. When you jump over to OpenSea and you're checking it out, it'll be kind of a static image or even say content not available yet because they're going to do the art reveal um, maybe in a couple of days, couple of hours. Um, and that's kind of been a, you know, I'd say half of the projects are doing it that way. You know, another half of the projects are, are doing instant art reveal. And one of the things that I've learned um, is that art reveal around the art reveal it's really important to look at all projects, look at the, uh, you know, the listings, the new newest listings right after the art is revealed. And then also kind of like look and see what are the, the rare combinations of properties that could be valuable or could be ones that are, are unique. Because what I've really noticed, especially in projects that allow you to mint, you know, maybe they have a lower um, price point, but they allow you to mint, let's say, up to 15 of them, right? Um, one of the things I've really noticed is a lot of people are dumping uh, a majority of those 15 uh, right after the art arts revealed. Maybe it's because they wanted to, you know, just wanted, uh, you know, a quick buck. Maybe they're new to the NFT space and uh, they see the opportunity to list it for, you know, maybe double the price that they sold it on. But that this to me is like a such a prime location, prime spot to get some value on maybe projects that you wanted to mint on, or even projects um, that I you've never you never planned on minting, but you're kind of just you know being aware of what's going on. And um, I will tell you, you know, one of the projects that I was looking at was uh, Doodle Dogs. Um, yes, Doodle Dogs is the name of a project. And I noticed that they had a lot of, you know, a high mint out, you know, there was a lot of people that were minting a lot of them right away. And so when I opened them up in OpenSea and I looked at the project itself, you know, I went through some of the properties. Um, I went through the actual project just to check it out, make sure that it was one that was legit, check out the founder, see what the utility was. And then I looked at, you know, okay, this is the art that this is the way that, you know, kind of the artworks built. These are some of the unique um, characteristics. And what I was looking at was, you know, this is kind of before the rarity tools um, or rarity sniper or any of them, um, any of these projects hit that market. So I think the sweet spot that I'm going to tell everyone to kind of look out for or kind of keep an eye on if you want to kind of play this game um, is right. You know, it's between the art reveal 
and the availability to see what rarity your um, art might, might be. And I will tell you, you know, I ended up uh, buying one of these uh, these doodle dogs um, on a secondary market uh, for very little, for almost, you know, I, it was a little bit less than double what the mint price was, but the mint price was extremely low. And I, I messaged the person that was selling it because they had five. And I was just curious. I said, you know, hey, um, you know, glad that I, I was able to grab up one of your um, NFTs uh, and just curious why you were you know, selling it right away. And the reply back was, you know, very honest and simple. And if you're listening to the podcast, I appreciate that. And the, the reply back was simply like, oh, yeah, I didn't really like that that art on that one. So I just wanted to flip it, you know, and cover my costs. Now I will tell you when I looked at the combination of rarity elements on this project, and if you go into the properties and you look at the, the properties that are the least um, used, right, there's the least amount of them um, in that art. I noticed that there was the two of the, you know, le- most least characteristics or properties um, of this project were actually included in this one that I ended up buying on the on the secondary market. And for me, that to me, even if the project itself doesn't take off, you know, I believe I can probably 4x, maybe 5x, just by holding it for a couple of days, maybe when it hits the rarity tools um, or one of those rarity um, spectrums, because then there are people that are going to look at it and say, wow, look how rare this piece is. And so, um, you know, that's part of it, right? Some people are just going to sell it because they don't like the art. Maybe they, they minted five because they wanted to find one art that really spoke to them. And then they're just going to sell the other four on the secondary market. And I think that to me is a really fun place that you can look for some value. And this is where I think it just takes some practice and research to look into these projects. Now, I'm not saying, you know, it works every time. Um, You know, one of the ones that I've done this on um, recently is a project called The Walking Apes. Um, Now, I will say I like the art itself. There's only 969 of them total. Um, It has a little play into The Walking Dead, which is a TV show that I'm a big fan of. Um, And so I jumped in on one of those. Now, it was a, a, a higher mint and also a higher um, secondary market. But when I looked at some of the rare um, aspects that were, um, that were out there on the market that had just been listed in the last like five minutes when I was looking, I was kind of blown away as what um, was available for me to, to buy. And um, I ended up jumping in and buying a couple um, of those. And I will tell you, since I, I purchased them two days ago, uh, the, the floor price has gone down. Uh, and which, you know, can, might be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe, you know, I picked the wrong project or whatever it may be. Here's the other caveat to this is right when that art reveal happens, it almost guarantees that the the floor price is going to go down, right? There are people that are going to be looking for liquidity. There are people that are going to get nervous that like, oh my goodness, I bought in for this for you know this amount of money and I just want to get my money back. Um, there are other people that are going to like question the project itself once they actually see the art and they didn't get lucky with one of the, the one of ones or the most rare ones. And so one of the things that I also recommend you to do is check out, you know, I like to, you know, the thing that I like to monitor is not really the sale price, the, the floor price, but I like to look at the average sale price. So I don't really pay attention much actually to the floor price itself. Um, other than I know that's what a lot of like public or, um, you know, first timers or newbies are going to look at. But what I will do is I will look at, you know, inside of OpenSea, I will go into the activity tab and I'll look and see what are, you know, what are some of the average buys and what are some of the, the, you know, triple or quadruple above, um, 
floor price sales and then looking at that, like the characteristics of them. And so although the floor price on this project that I jumped in on, um, you know, two days ago um, has gone down since I jumped in and, and kind of snatched up what I think are two, you know, fairly rare um, NFTs, I will also tell you that there have been many sales that are, you know, double what I paid. And so the beauty of that is I look at this one as, you know, a little bit longer of a hold um, before I'm going to flip it for uh, you know, any price or any value. But you know, I think the more you can get familiar within these projects with some of the trends and the nuances, the easier this stuff will be. And, I, you know, I'll just kind of share this part of it. You know, a lot of this is reading the, the nonverbal cues that exist in the digital format. And the reason I say that is, you know, I played, uh, you know, semi-professional poker for a while. I worked, uh, I went to a, a, a boot camp, a five-day boot camp with Joe Navarro on um, reading body language. He's a, he's a retired FBI agent. And one of the things he always stressed was you have to, you have to first determine a baseline, um, a baseline for the person you're trying to read, but also a kind of a baseline of, you know, kind of trends and what's going to, what, what's, you know, what is a normal trend versus what is something that is out of, out of the ordinary. And so when you're reading someone's body language, those are things that you're thinking about, right? Like just because they're, they're fidgeting with their chin doesn't mean that they're lying because maybe that's just a normal habit for that person. But for the average person, you know, if they're, if their feet are tapping a lot, that shows like a nervous piece. Right. And like, so part of the thing that is, you know, that you can work on in this space is it does take a while. And for me, one of the things that I can tell you is that I will look into someone's, you know, you know, look into someone's NFT portfolio, right? If I, if I'm, I see someone listing three or four NFTs and I'm like, Ooh, these look too good to be true. I'll often click on their name and see what they else they have in their portfolio. And then I'll look at their activity. And what I'll start to see is like, Oh wow, they don't like to hold on to these NFTs very long. As soon as the art comes out, they've, they try to sell a majority of them you know, right away for double the money, which, Hey, that's perfectly fine. But by seeing that, it will also let me know, okay, can I wait on this person or should I just snatch this up? Or maybe I should even make just an offer on it rather than buying it for the price they listed it for because they might be just willing to you know, get rid of it because they want that liquidity right away. And so these are things that the more you kind of look in there, the more you practice, the more times you take that, you know, that jump at some of these projects, um, the better it, you know, you're going to get at reading some of these nonverbal cues of that secondary market. So hopefully it gave you guys some ideas, some things, some food for thought. Remember this, you know, not financial advice. This is not, not telling you something that you should you know, take lightly, but you know, one of the projects that I was looking at today, you know, it minted at 0.01. So it minted at like, I think a hundred $140 or so. And when I went into the secondary market, there's a lot for sale at right around that same price. And when I checked out the 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 rarity or the properties of them, you know, there was two that are available right away when I looked that had very rare under one percent uh, of the you know of the collection has that property that were for sale for right about you know point zero three um, ETH. And so I know it might seem like wow, you have to play with a lot of money to test all of this out, but it, that's actually not really the case. You can you can kind of test and jump in here and uh, play with some of these uh, collections. Now, of course, if the collection's a bomb or the collection uh, you know never hits their you know kind of momentum, then you you might be out of luck, right? You might, there's definitely that possibility as well. But um, there's so many places within the NFT space to find your own specialty, find your own like kind of like 
value and then kind of lean into it. So uh, hopefully that, that kind of inspires you guys. Love to hear what things you guys are doing um, on the secondary market. If you use hashtag NFT, 365 or just tag me on any of the accounts uh isocial fans with a z at the end so isocial f-a-n-z uh on instagram on twitter even on facebook um, wherever it may be uh yeah let me know what some of the things that you're doing on secondary market or you're seeing and uh stay tuned for some more episodes on some things that i'm doing in the stats um functionality within the secondary market um as well as how i use the favorites and how i use um, even the hidden um, uh, feature here on uh, on the secondary market. So uh, we're gonna have some fun there. And you know, as I've been trying to do each and every episode, uh, a use case. You know, I mentioned before the Links DAO um, is a use case that I just wanted to shout out. Is you know, if you think about it, you can use this as a crowdfunding uh, or even really the Kickstarter of your um, of your company. Right. This is the Links DAO is really a DAO that is using NFTs to fund the opportunity to purchase some you know country clubs or golf courses in different cities around the US and then give membership and you know ownership rights uh, to those that are holding that NFT. So a really cool use case is this idea of, you know, crowdfunding or kickstarting a, a company or even just a project um, that can fund the purchase of offline um, things, kind of like what we saw earlier this year with the Constitution as well. So uh, until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great one. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.